Welcome back to The Grinder, folks. Uh, James is out again, acting a fool on vacation, decided that he was better suited there than here. I can't believe it. You can't believe it. None of us can. Uh, But with that being said, um, I do have another guest this week, and he is my own personal real estate coach. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to let him introduce himself because there's no other way to do it on this podcast is other than we let the guests do their thing. So, David, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, and then we'll go into why you chose the route you did, where you came from, and how everything has kind of molded the way it has. Yeah, a little background about me. So, yeah, my name is David Kesey. I'm a real estate coach and trainer. Um, I've also coached a lot, right? I come from a baseball background. I played college baseball. I played professional baseball. Um, So, basically, all I've ever known in my life was baseball and real estate. And so I used to, when I first retired from baseball, I ran two companies. I had a real estate business and I had an online baseball business. And all I've really ever done is seek to serve people. And you took my talents and what I thought I was good at, which was coaching, inspiring, training, and helping people improve at whatever they're improving at and kind of align it at that. And, um, you know, I, I went through a lot of things, which we'll probably discuss on this podcast is, you know, I, I was in solar, I sell, sold solar, I sold AT&T, uh, you know, I, I've had, I worked at Baskin Robbins, like I've had multiple jobs on the journey to figuring out like, what is my thing? And what I discovered was for me, and hopefully this serves your people is like, my journey was more about alignment. As soon as I got aligned with what my personality and strengths were, I took off. And so today, you know, we run a coaching company that serves real estate agents and helps them improve their sales skills and mindset and grow their business and all that kind of stuff. And that's how we actually came to know each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, So tell me a little bit more. So like, did you you play uh, ball in college or, and then you moved up? Yeah. Give me a little bit of background on that. Sure. Yeah. So I, I had been playing baseball since I was about four years old and, um, didn't even play t-ball my dad wouldn't let me he's like you want to play you're going to play a level up so like I never hit a home run until high school because I was always playing an age above right it was really a bummer actually because I'd hit balls to the fence and they wouldn't go over but um played little league played high school ended up playing college played at um Pierce College and Cal State Dominguez Hills um and then ended up uh playing in the minor leagues for about six years Which um uh, Dodgers Padres and then some independent ball that's cool man yeah, it was it was pretty cool, man. That's the dream. Um, that's actually how I fell in love with Georgia, believe it or not, was I was traveling and we would play there and I was like, dude, I love this place. And Georgia actually became my favorite state. So yeah. So how, yeah. how did you settle out in California? Family. Family. Yeah. That's the only thing that could get me to live in a place like California. <laughs> it, makes sense. it makes sense. I get it's it. extremely expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as as far as uh, real estate. So t- tell us about how you went from ball playing to real estate. Yeah, that's a good question for your listeners, man, because I think a lot of people have a profession or they get out of their youth and they're like, okay, like, how do I enter the job world? Where do I start? And for me, um, you know, I had a degree in psychology, but it was like, okay, what do you do with psychology? You go back to school. And I'm like, well, that's not, I'm not going to do that. Um, and so I was like, well, what, 
what am I going to do? And my thing was, I wanted to do something like I was like, okay, well, I could get some jobs. And I did, I got some jobs. And I'm like, this doesn't scale. Like, I work level 10 hard, but I'm not paid in relation to how hard or smart I work. And so I want something more performance-based, something where there's no ceiling, something where I can create my own destiny. And so I was like, well, that's typically sales and business. And I was like, well, what's the most expensive thing to sell? Well, that would be real estate. I'm going to sell houses. And so I got into selling that right after trying solar and ATT and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so I got into real estate. I started selling those things. I was... um, aligned with Tom Ferry. I ended up going and working with a guy named Tom Ferry, who's massive real estate coach, one of the top real estate coaching companies uh, at the time. I think he still is. Um, And then ended up being there for about six years, became a national speaker and coach for him and ended up doing my own thing. And so it was really that thing around alignment, man. Like it, that's, that's that path is that I said, well, you know, some people want a salary and some people want no ceiling and they want to be able to just work and, and, create their own destiny i think that's you right like you wanted to create your own destiny and i gotta tell you man like once you run your own business successfully the idea of going to work as an employee somewhere is nauseating 100 percent, yeah i agree and that that's something that has allowed um that that's allowed me to see certain things uh and kind of opened up my eyes into what this can actually become Yeah. Well, I mean, look at you, dude, like you are doing it now you are. And and that I don't, I don't know, but like, what were you doing before real estate? Odds and ends, man. I was just doing sales uh, just here and there. Yeah. It was, it was the, it was the one thing that, that, that made the most sense. And my dad was in it at the time and it, it was, it was either this or figure something else out. And I was like, well, I'll give this a shot and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then now look at you. Top eight in your area. <laughs> <laughs> Coming after it, right? Coming after the yeah. top. Um, yeah. And my, my, my thought was, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the nine to five. I don't want to, I don't want to have a cap um, because I know that deep down inside of me, like there's the, the, the opportunity that, that, that this will bring mm-hmm. is, is. And is bringing, is yeah. bringing, right? Like, right. Um, and then, you know, as w- one of the big reasons I, I chose real estate in the beginning, which maybe you can align with is that I was like, well, if I master helping people buy and sell houses, couldn't I buy and sell my own houses? Yep. And then I started to do some research on it. Right. Like, so like found out that 90% of millionaires are made so through real estate. And so I was like, well, I should probably go into that. That's exactly it. And, you know, being able to align yourself, uh, going back to what you said, going, being able to actually align yourself with certain people that are ahead of you. Yeah. That was something that, that clicked with me early on because, you know, I'm, I'm coachable. Um, I, I can, I can, you Perfect. tell me what to do and I'll do it. You do. I've got to see, and I've got to know that you've done it. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest piece is. Um, You're a product of the product. Exactly. Exactly. I got to see that, that there's, there's something there. Um, and you and I have, have aligned in certain ways um, yeah. with history past, but also yeah. with uh, Tim. Yeah. And, and he was on the podcast last week. So people got. Oh, sweet. Him. Yeah. Very um, successful entrepreneur and agent. Ridiculous. I mean, the man is, the man is ridiculous. And, and machine. 
and I think a lot of it, um, a lot of it has put a lot of things together for me, right? It's yeah, like what? Uh, so, as far as all that goes, how did you end up? Uh, were you selling real estate in California? Where were you selling real yeah. estate? Yeah, in California. And uh, dude, you talk about competitive market. California and New York is pretty much the most competitive place that you could be. Um, it's extremely, extremely competitive. You know, I always make the joke that everybody has a real estate license. When you get pulled over in the freeway for speeding, they don't even ask you. They ask you for your real estate license and insurance. (laughs) Everybody's got one, right? So um, yeah, that's where I sold. And um, ultimately, you know, I was in Northern LA and then moved down to Orange County um, and spent probably about a decade, the better part of a decade down there and then moved back to Northern LA. Cool, cool. Yeah. So as far as, you know, what, what, what we like to focus on is how, how people make that transition to where, you know, they may be doing either a nine to five or they may be doing that one thing that is, that is what they thought was their main goal in life. Mm-hmm. And then they had to pivot or they have to make a change because of whatever reason, or maybe they just want to simply live a freer life. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so how did you pick up on, okay, this is not it. This is it. Yeah, that's a really good question because I believe a large portion of success comes to alignment, right? Like um, if you do things that you're not aligned with, your personality and strength is not aligned with, it feels like a grind, Mm -hmm. right? Like if somebody were to ask me, why is Addison so motivated and driven and disciplined? And I, I like to tell people that discipline is more about alignment than it is about, oh, I'm going to do crap I don't like to do, and I'm going to do it anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, if, I, I remember a guy coming up to me at a seminar and asking me that. He was like, how do I be more disciplined? And I'm like, well, what is your definition of discipline? And he's like, doing the things you don't want to do and you know, finding a way to do them anyway. And I was like, okay, um, who do you think is really disciplined? And he was like, LeBron James. And I was like, okay. So you're basically saying you want to be like LeBron James because he's super disciplined and works on his game. And he said, yeah. I said, well, do you think LeBron James hates basketball? He's like, no. I'm like, so then your definition sucks. Like he loves playing basketball. And so he does it every single day. That's his thing. Now take LeBron James and put him in accounting. I promise you he's not going to be very successful because he's not aligned with that that's he wouldn't want to do it he wouldn't show up to work he'd be like this is crap i hate doing this it would be a grind every day and so it's like that could be anything that could be you saying you know what i love making coffee i'm gonna work at starbucks and now when you're aligned you love doing it i mean there's that saying right that like if you enjoy what you do you'll never work a day in your life and so i've even found that if you enjoy doing it and you happen to be good at it the results are staggering because people might say, well, I can't make money doing that. It's 2022. You can literally make, I had, I had a client who made money selling cat sweaters, made a hundred grand a year selling cat sweaters, cat sweaters. Why? She loved cats and she loved doing it. And she made a hundred grand a year doing it. Like you can make money doing anything, but when you align with what your personality and strengths are, Now those things are algorithmic, right? So like the way that I found it was typically if I'm in a, if I'm out of alignment, you feel it. You're like, this sucks. Like, I don't, I don't like doing this. Um, You don't even feel inspired to do it. It's not something that you want to do. The other thing is you may be working your face off 
for you know six months and it doesn't go anywhere. In other words, there's a level of resistance that occurs. You're resisting it and it's resisting you. And when that is happening, you know you're probably going the wrong way. You're trying to force something that isn't there where if you just went, right? Like in sales, some people may be terrible at AT&T door-to-door sales, but then you move them right into, oh, I don't know, selling tickets to something. They take off. So there's t- there seems to be a resistance. And no matter how hard you work, you just don't gain traction. Those are all signs that you're out of alignment. So that that's typically how I found. It. I talk about that in my book about this idea of alignment. Like, how do you how do you get into alignment? And the answer is just to stop resisting. Got it. So that that was that was something that I wanted to bring up because if we're talking about alignment and we're talking about you know finding that, mm-hmm. what are some of the signs that that you are resisting or or that you're not in the right path? Yeah, overwhelm, frustration, um, dread, these negative feelings. Um, typically, like for me to coach, train, speak, uh, have to generate business, it, I love it. You know, I don't know if you know this, but public speaking is like the number one fear of human beings. Mm-hmm. It's the number one fear. Number two is death, which means at a funeral, people would rather be in the casket than doing the eulogy. Like they're terrified of it. I love it. I've always just, people ask me that. How did you get into public speaking? How did you get over the fear of public speaking? I'm like, I never had it. I showed up day one. We were, we were selling tickets to this event and we filled the room and it took me months to fill this damn room. I was the director of sales at the time. And our speaker woke up sick with the flu and couldn't do it. And they were like, we have to cancel. I'm like, the hell we do. Like somebody needs to do this event. And we couldn't find a speaker. And I was like, I'll do it. I just went out and did it. And it worked out really, really well. That, that's alignment, right? You can you see this everywhere. Um, you know, if you took uh, LeBron James again and you put, well, this, we've already had this example. You take Michael Jordan, you put him in baseball. There were signs everywhere that Michael Jordan should not be playing baseball. <laughs> that's right. Then you're exactly it. Exactly. And so he finally was like, okay, I submit. Went back to basketball, won another championship. Like you just see these things. And I think that, one of the things that we're kind of touching about, we're not addressing is like people are in an everyday coma. They're just in a coma doing what they think they're supposed to do based on what their friends tell them, based on what their parents tell them, based on what society tells them. But that's all bull crap. Those are just made up laws. And so if somebody can get away from the opinion of other people and just like be like, what do I want? And then create that. Many times that alignment just happens that way. Yeah. And, and so I've, I've going into this, I've been on a, uh, just a personal development journey cool. over the past, I would probably say six years, seven yeah. years. Um, and it really clicked the past two years because I was doing things uh, earlier to where I was like, okay, well, I plan on being here, so I need to focus on that. Yeah. Um, where that's not applicable right now. And so I wasn't, it wasn't resonating at, at yeah. by any means. That there it is. That's usually what it said. This isn't resonating with me. That's how you know you're out of alignment. Right. And so what I needed to do was actually look internal, be able to say, okay, well, what, where am I at right now? What are the main things that I need to focus on? Mm-hmm. And that was actual emotional development, right? Understanding mm-hmm. my emotions. Um, yeah. Because I was not born 
or I wasn't raised um, in a very emotional family, right? Yeah. And so I never had that understanding of being able to actually say, okay, well, this is an emotion that I'm having and be able to actually understand it. Yeah. And so working through that, I was able to actually build on myself and then put me more in alignment to be able to actually help people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's weird. It's weird how you have to look at yourself and then be able to understand a little bit. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Massively. Massively. And that, that, that allows you to, you know, then multiply Mm -hmm. what you're doing externally. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. I mean, I think that it's a nice buzzword to say self-awareness, but like, I would just ask your listeners, like how on a scale of one to 10, how self-aware are you? You know, I, I teach sales for a living and it blows my mind when I ask people, Hey, on a scale of one to 10, how strong are you at selling? And they're like, I'm a 10. I'm like, then why are you broke? Yeah. Because great salespeople are not broke. <laughs> no. They make a lot of money, you know? So it's like, that's a lack of self-awareness that how do you fix that? How do you get into alignment and how do you fix a problem that you can't even see? In fact, there's, um, it's called a scotoma in psychology. A scotoma is a psychologically induced blind spot, meaning that you can't see it. And it takes somebody like yourself, like me to go, Hey, you stink at sales <laughs> so, that, so that you can get into alignment. Now, does that mean you have to be a pushy, sleazy salesperson? No, you can use your personality and strengths to bring that to selling. And now you're making money, but you first have to address it. Like, which is what you were talking about. You had this self-awareness and dude, that one's hard to be raised in a family. That's like, Hey, rub dirt on it. Like there's no such thing as emotions. Just move on. Like to be raised in that. And then to get away from that and acknowledge what is that weird fit? That's an emotion, right? Like <laughs> that takes a high level of awareness, dude. So good job on that. Yeah. It, but it, it wasn't without uh, pressure, right? I'll it, bet. It, 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 didn't come, it. it didn't come without challenge. I'll bet. Sure. And, you know, we, we've talked about this before on the podcast of just being able to have that self-awareness and then what it takes to actually get to that point. And I think that would be a good conversation for us to have is, you know, what are some of the things that you can start doing to start opening up that self-awareness? Yeah, I think that's good. I think the first thing is uh, get out a journal and write down, why do I do what I do? And just start to investigate that. Start to put your thoughts under the microscope and start to realize that your thoughts are not reality. They're simply thoughts. They're not real. They're actually just thoughts and start to separate the difference between a few things. What are facts? What are feelings and what are stories? And start to really engage these. And then the next part of that journal exercise is to write down what, why do I believe what I believe? Money is the root of all evil. No, no, no. The love and obsession of money is the root of all evil. Like that's a really expensive belief. I remember that my mother used to tell me, David, money changes people. And she would say it with this, 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 this insinuation that if you get money, you become a bad person. But what I discovered is money just makes you more of what you are. If you're a jerk, you'll just be a big jerk when you make money. If you're a giver and you are, that's what we call philanthropists, right? Like you make a lot of money and those people who are giving end up being philanthropists. So that's not true. 
Like a lot of our thoughts about money are, are just not true. And so one of the exercises I would do is I would just start to say, why do I do what I do? Why do I believe what I believe? And then the last part is this, what are the principles that I live life by? You can kind of hear your principles inside this podcast. Like what are the principles that I believe? Because the truth is, uh, you know, they're, your principles are not reality. Like there's some things in this life that are non-negotiable, like this table, gravity, for instance. If I, if I pick up this, this highlighter and I drop it, it's going to drop 100% of the time, regardless of, you know what, I don't believe in gravity. It's not going to all of a sudden start floating, <laughs> right? Like, so right. there's some elementary truths that are just truths no matter what, but everything else, Addison, is up for interpretation. So my question is the principles that you live by, do they serve you? Do, does it serve you to say that money makes people bad? Does that serve you? I don't, I don't know that that serves you. And what, whatever empowers you, whatever positions you in a way to win, that's a good principle to have. But I suspect that some of our listeners, myself included, I've put myself, and I'm sure you do too, under the microscope to say, why do I believe that principle? Like, is that bull crap? There's a really good book called The Extraordinary Mind. The Extraordinary Mind, where he talks about rules. And he, really what he's talking about is bull crap rules yeah. that you've developed just subconsciously that you've been living by that limit you. And so the more that we can start to put these under the microscope and say, that doesn't really serve me, I think the, the better off people are going to be. And, and that's, that's a huge thing. We, we like to be able to give out titles of books because, you know, that's something that you can actually take, start listening to, and then apply. Yeah. Um, and I know that we're, we're coming up on time, um, and I don't want to hold you from anything, but uh, my biggest thing is, you know, being able to take that, that when your morning time, when you wake up, being able to take that, sit down for your meditation, sit down, stretch, think, or whatever it is when you're drinking your Create cup of coffee. Space. That's it. And that's something that has allowed me personally to actually be able to say, okay, this is my time to just clear, pause, be quiet. And it's, it's changed a lot. It's changed so much. Right. And whether that's a prayer, whether it's this, whether it's that, it doesn't matter what it is as long as it creates a peace before you step outside. Yeah. I, dude, I mean, that is very profound. And I hope everybody listening to this, like takes that to heart because creating that space where you can listen, my question would be, can you hear your own drum? Can you even hear it? Or are you so busy lost in social media and the news and the narrative and everything going around that you're listening to everybody's music that you can't hear your own drum? Um, one of my mentors, Wayne Dyer, who passed away, um, used to say that you don't ever want to live your life and die with your music still in you, having not been played. Awesome. Don't die with your music still in you. Well, many of us don't even hear that because we're so busy listening to other people's music. And we're like, we should be playing that. Maybe I should be playing that music. Mm -hmm. No, dude. Like what you just said, I hope everybody gets that in the morning time when it's quiet, there's no distractions, create some space. Some people meditate, some people journal, some people just sit there with a coffee. I don't care what it is, but like, listen to your own drum. So when you ask about alignment, the way to do that is to be able to hear the music that's being, you're being called to play. For sure. And that, that's, that's awesome. good advice. Yeah. That's so awesome. And that quote is pinpoint. Oh yeah. David, yeah. Um, I, I know, I know we got to be quick with it. Uh, so 
with everything, I'm going to put all of, all of your socials, everything. Uh, how do you want people to reach out to you if they have any questions? or, or Anyway, man, they can DM me on social media. They can visit my website at davidkesey.com. Um, anyway, anything I can do to support you and your listeners, I'm a yes. That's awesome. We'll have you on again, brother. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward this to is, it. This is going to be a quick one. So uh, I appreciate you coming on. It's definitely uh, definitely beneficial for everybody. And if, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to him. Uh, I'll drop his uh, information below. And yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. This is amazing what you're doing for everybody. And I appreciate that. I do really appreciate that. So with that said, uh, go take a look at our sponsors. Uh, we do have jockofuel.com as well as originusa.com. So wow, yeah, go, cool. go take a look. And uh, if you guys have anything that you would like to purchase, it's all American made. addition to that, when you get to your checkout, Put in code GRIND10, G-R-I-N-D, one zero. And with that said, Grinder out.